thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the fabulous food, fascinating, any more Fs and I'll explode, fabulous co-founder of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys, Dr. (laughs) Damien Christoph. What the F, hey? That's what what a great name for a uh, webinar. Do you mean like a webinar that we're going to launch um, shortly, a series of webinars for Wellness Couch listeners. You're reading my mind. You're wow. reading my mind, MP. Impressive. MP, we are launching a series of webinars for Wellness Couch Club members. Not and... just the club. This is for every single listener on oh, Wellness really? Couch, damn it. Yeah. Oh, is it? <laughs> I'll bring you up to speed. So every <laughs> single person... Really? Right, is this for everybody? Yeah, and even for the people that don't listen to the catch and actually just love our content oh. and, are, and are curious to know what the F means when it comes to food. Oh, I'm going to feel on the top of my game. Yeah, you're going to have a big audience. Yeah, I didn't know there going to be like thousands of people. I yeah, not the intimate hundreds. club. This is the actual big bad world. We might have millions. So there'll be a there'll be a webinar by the great Lawrence Tam, a webinar conducted by the great Brett Hill, a webinar by myself, and a the great webinar Marcus by Damien Crystal. Uh, is that gonna be good? I think I'm doing the first one, aren't I? Yeah, you'll do. You'll just lead us off, mate. You'll what lead the us off. f? I love it. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Actually, it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah. Just so, shattering myths and talking about yep. stuff. Stay tuned, folks, yes. to yeah. uh, the podcast. You may even hear a, a promo on this podcast at the end of the episode. Yeah. If not, go to thewellnesscouch.com to find out everything or go to our Facebook pages, the wellness, facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch or facebook.com forward slash thewellnessguys and you'll see it all there. Um, now, Damo, on our previous episode, we spoke all about some of the friction that food can bring to the family dining table. Yes. Too much friction. <laughs> we did. There we are a did. lot of songs right on about, right on about friction in food. And yeah. um, I thought you, you mentioned a couple of really good points at the end. And that was when it comes down to these family events and all the different diets, and it might be that your diet is the different diet, Yeah. how do you actually go about dealing with this? Um you know, do you bring your own food? Do you tell your parents what to cook for Christmas lunch? Do you tell your guests what they'll be having when they come over for that Saturday night dinner party in advance? Do you tell everyone to bring a plate so there's, you know, no no arguments whatsoever? How do you do it? And I thought, Damon, I might just share you a story before we get into it, eh? All right, great. I have I have dabbled. I have played. I've experimented with all of these different procedures over the course of being a vegan for six or seven years and um i didn't say on that last episode Domo. i did amway i did tony robbins i did vegan just like you (laughs) (laughs) and here we are here we are speaking about health here we are loved every minute of it too loved every minute of it but um i remember once it was a the first time sarah's parents were coming over to my mum's house in uh bitten yes 
And um, I don't know if I've actually shared this story with mum, but oh, maybe I have. I don't know. Anyway, happy to share it. And I told mum, we were vegetarian um, at the time, and I told mum, you know, just no meat for us. Um, Rob and Jill um, will, they won't as well, whatever you serve up, they'll eat. Um, and she said, why don't I make a vegetable pie? And I said, yeah, I can do vegetable pie. I was I was vegan, but I thought, you know what, mum's going to make a vegetable pie, it's probably got a bit of egg in it, you know, I'm cool with that. And I was, you know, because I felt I was quite relaxed about all of this. And... Um, <laughs> We got there, and and mum's vegetable pie. Oh, mum's vegetable pie. Yeah, I, I laugh about it now, but I was not <laughs> laughing at the time. But it's hilarious. Mum's vegetable pie was egg, cream, like truckloads of cream, <laughs> like all of this crust. So like glutinous crust and onion. <laughs> <laughs> so any vegetable, onion. every vegetable, onion. any vegetable you want as long as it's onion, right? It was onion pie, and I was mortified. Egg and onion pie. I was mortified as a and, vegan, <laughs> and uh, I was pretty hardcore vegan. But I was, I was relaxed enough. Did you eat it? To actually eat it, I was you relaxed did. enough to eat it. But Good my boy. insides were seething. <laughs> I was like, how could anyone? think that this is vegetable pie. Because <laughs> here I am, being the person that pretty much only eats vegetables, <laughs> thinking this, <laughs> this is egg pie, mum. <laughs> but I was in no way, because my mum is a great host and she's a great cook. And I was in no Is she no going to listen to this episode? Is she no, gonna... she won't. She won't. Oh, I'm going to text um, her. Uh, and she'd be happy to listen to it and she'd just laugh herself. Um, but I was thinking, there is. There, how did anyone think that this is vegetable pie? <laughs> and, <laughs> but I just sucked it up. I sucked it up. I didn't get angry. Sarah and I just looked at each other and gave each other one of those "oh my gosh" looks. What her, what's happening? And Sarah's mum would have known that we would have, because she would have known, because she's she's the opposite. She, if we said vegetable pie, she would have put ten vegetables in it because yeah. she knows. That at the time were pretty hardcore. Yes, um, but I think back now, and I was like, that wasn't like surely that was a really good learning lesson, and so it was really good that it happened. Yeah, but it wasn't healthy. Like no. it was stressful. I remember sweating. Yeah, that, I remember that feeling meal, angry. That meal was more likely to cause you cancer than <laughs> uh, than eating burgers and fries. Yeah, and it was more you the know, emotion. So much stress. Like, so much stress. Stress. So much pressure. And I know I'm not alone here. I know mm. that there's hundreds, thousands, maybe millions out there that have had similar emotions and feelings. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to say, like, I just don't think that it's healthy, but there's definitely ways around it. So I thought, let's chat to you, Damo, and I'm happy to share more, but let's chat to you about how do people really work around this? If they've got a family meal lined up, a Christmas meal, uh, a social outing with lots of different diets on the table, lots of different freeze and allergies and all the rest of it. How do we go about it? Well, I'm hoping that off the back of this podcast, people will learn a lesson vicariously through our lessons. That's what I'm hoping for, MP, because we've made the mistakes and there's no need for other people to go and make mistakes. You know, it's kind of like you and I 
of being mum and dad here, right? We're trying to teach our children. Um, <laughs> you know, I read this amazing article just yesterday from, well, I wouldn't say it's amazing, it was just an amazing insight from a, a, a financial advisor of all people talking about how he loves driving his children to school because it's kind of like taxi time and they get a chance to talk about things. And he, instead of telling his children what he thinks they should do, he shares stories about his experience in the hope that through osmosis they'll learn. He said that, you know, content that we get through our eyes and through our ears comes in so quickly and so much these days but not a whole lot sticks and it's through the stories that his children learn story stick story stick right yeah so we've learnt, you know we've had these stories you've had that experience with your mum i remember i invited a whole bunch of mates to geelong i was living with uh with my girlfriend at the time in geelong um when i was 18 years old and i'd go i was I was resisting vegetarianism um, at 18, 19 years old because I was, you know, into McDonald's and strawberry milkshakes and all that sort of stuff. And and she was a hardcore vegetarian. And she Your made girlfriend was yeah, hardcore, yeah, hardcore. And uh, she made this this meal, this dish, which today would have been delicious, I'm sure. But back then, my mates looked at it and thought, what, what are we going to eat? What's this? And it was, like, it was probably, it might have been chickpeas or lentils or, you know, ratatouille or something. It wouldn't have been bad. It was just that it was just so far left of field. And so she thought that she was going to put on this amazing vegetarian meal and then we'd all convert to vegetarianism. And Is that, we'd, yeah, was that honestly what she felt? That, yeah. That this meal would make people go, I'm going to become a veggie? Oh, well, I'm sure, well, it's a long time ago. Is we're yeah. talking twenty two years ago, but I'm 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 almost certain that yes, that's exactly what she thought. And she is such a beautiful girl, and she really thought that um, that she was doing the right thing. Now, she was hardcore ve- vegetarian, and her sister was also hardcore vegetarian. We all lived together, and and when this meal got put on the table, my mates' jaws have dropped, and they've gone, <laughs> Where, "Where's the food?" Like and of course that 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 caused almost World War Three and uh, that, like, can you give us the story? The journalist in me wants to know the details. What happened? There was fights. There was, was there arguments. Arguments. There was a whole. Was there was tears. Were there tears? <laughs> there was tears. There was there tears. Been tears after I'm the friends had left. Girl, you know? like she's as the host. Like the thing is, the host. You always want your guests yeah. to enjoy themselves. Yeah. And my cousins were there. Like my cousins, Cam and Brent, or maybe it might have just been Cam. And he talks about it still now, twenty years on. Still talks about it. Still <laughs> well, talks about it. When you go to a party, he's like, "Don't matter. You're going to serve up chickpeas for dinner." <laughs> still, still, I still get it. He's like, "Oh, I remember that meal that we had back in Geelong." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" But they'd <laughs> <laughs> driven all the way from Melbourne. They were absolutely starving. Yes. All they wanted was a roast. Yes, and and hardcore vegetarianism just kind of didn't stick, and so. Do we need to then go and create a meal for our guests who are coming to us? Like, are we serving them or are they gracing us with their presence? So, what? It's a really that, good question. That's it's the a question. Great question. Yeah. Everyone's going to have a different opinion. Are we serving them or are they gracing us with their presence? Good question. So, I suppose it depends on how you look at that as to whether or not you're going to create different uh, meals. Okay. Can I can I put something out there? Yes. I reckon there's a threshold. Ooh. Okay. We were, uh, Sarah and I were traveling around Europe. Yeah. We were staying at um, people's houses in Munich that we did not know, but my uncle had put us onto them. Mm-hmm. And we were hardcore vegetarian. We weren't vegan, we were hardcore vegetarian. Okay. And they made us, they did not know that we were vegetarian. They made us a 
homemade beef lasagna. Oh, delicious. And we were starving. <laughs> We'd been traveling. We rocked up hungry. And we're also, I would say, we were also polite enough. But this is where the threshold comes in. Mm-hmm. We knew that it would be delicious. Yep. We knew we hadn't eaten meat forever, but we knew that it would be nice. And we knew that it would make the night so much more enjoyable if we had the meal. Yes. Rather than say, oh, gosh, sorry, we're vegetarian. And they're like, oh, gosh, oh, you're right. Here, let me whip up a salad or what do you want, the roast potato or something. Yep. We actually had the lasagna and we had the best night ever, really connected with them. Yeah. Had a great time. What do you think they remember about that experience? Uh, well, I think, I don't think they were like, phew, I'm glad they ate it. I think they were like, that was a great night. I don't even think they'll remember that we were vegetarian. Did, I think they just remember the great night that we had. This is the point, right? This is the point. So we have interviewed MP, we have interviewed so many people whose diet is appalling and they're living well, like they're doing beautifully. And we know, and with your exceptional life blueprint, you've been talking about seven pillars or seven um, yeah, pillars of yeah, yeah, yeah. fundamentals of things that people need to do. And one of the things that you did in your pre-launch video is you spoke about um, nutrition being number four in the list. Number yeah, four. You've got a good memory, Damon. Look right. at you go. <laughs> number four in the list. Now, we have been talking about the top three. We know that movement's important. We know, we know that purpose is important. We know that engagement is important. Nowhere in that top three does nutrition come into it. So that when we're having social interaction, it's okay and you're not going to die if you have a meal that's outside of your comfort zone. In fact, if you can relax enough, if you can kind of, you know, let me just do this. If you can just... <laughs> If you can take the pressure down, just a little, turn it down a little bit. Oh, You've got to see John Farnham in this video clip. Unbelievable. He's got like, great, unbel- <laughs> he's got stone wash, acid wash, tucked in jeans into with uh, white Reebok boots and a tucked in oh, silver. Oh, oh my gosh. Purple. Unbelievable. Anyway, great song. But if you can chill out a little bit. And just go there for the experience of the night. And don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, you might feel a bit bloated tomorrow. Yep. I'm sure that you're not going to feel fantastic. You might get a bit of diarrhea. You might even feel a bit heartburning or whatever. But go there for the experience because the experience and the enjoyment and the fun um, and and the social engagement will be far more beneficial for your long term overall wellness and health than the pressure you're putting on yourself about eating something that's outside of your comfort zone. And now, Damo, yes. let me put an asterisk next to your comments. Okay. Because I know what you're saying is when you go to the football, it doesn't mean every oh. time you go, you get hot chips, <laughs> hot dogs, and a nah. can of coke because nah. that's the experience. I'm not saying that at all. You're saying is when you're at a wedding yep. and everyone around the wedding table is having the wedding cake yeah. and a cup of tea. Yep. Get, if you feel like you want to politely decline and you can still engage, go for it. But if you're looking at it going, oh, I'd really love it and everyone's having it and the night's so good and oh, it'd be so good, oh, gosh, but it's got gluten in it and it's got a bit of sugar in it, you're saying just get it and relax and enjoy it. <laughs> the thing is, you know, when you go hardcore, you go to extremes. And so what I've learned with people who are trying to lose weight, um, I've learned with people who are following various different um, types of eating programs is that the extreme brings out the other extreme. So the re- the, the repression brings out the expression. Oh, go for it. Dig deeper. It's good. What you hold back, you're going to crave more, right? So 
if you're wanting longevity of your eating program, longevity of your health, if you're looking for ways in which you can find, um, you know, I, I suppose the the elixir of life, which is what Marcus teaches in the uh, in the exceptional life blueprint. You give me all those plugs, but you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it's okay. It's good. What a, what an amazing program. So the thing is that. If you know, if you're pushing away the cake because it's got gluten in it, if you're not celiac, if you're not celiac, it's probably okay if you just sneak a little bit. If you, and and people will see the eater and they go, oh look, you know Marcus had a little bit of cake, isn't that good? They might go, oh Marcus, that's not very good for you. Yeah. You go, well I'm just relaxing, just enjoying well, my time with you. Did you ever find that? Do you find that? I get that, it all the time. I get it all the time. I get it all the time. Well, you yeah, imagine like, me, oh my like gosh, a, Damien, I, you're having a coffee. You're having a coffee, or oh, oh my gosh, like um. I thought you said don't drink coffee with your food, and I go, really? yeah. Well, that is that is the case. If you understand that, if you drink coffee with food, that you divert blood away from the gut, so that your digestion is not as good as what it would otherwise be, and so you don't use your nutrients as well as what you possibly could. If you understand that and you recognise it, then you don't want to do that every time you're going to eat food or every time you have a coffee. But if yeah. it happens sometimes, you're not going to die from it. Yeah, you're not going to. If it happens the, once a month. You're really going to be okay. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to yeah. kill you. So I used to when I was doing downsize me in New Zealand. Um, I would. I actually fretted so much. I put so much pressure on myself that I wouldn't go out. Oh, um, you told you tell this story. This is good. Yeah, I wouldn't, you, I wouldn't go out. You wouldn't, you wouldn't eat in front of other people, nah, would you? I wouldn't go to people's houses. Um, if I went to people's houses, I wouldn't eat the food. Um, if I went out to a restaurant, um, I would go really late at night when no one else is there or I'd ask to be sat in the corner. I saw Alistair Clarkson last by night yourself, in a restaurant. By yourself? Yep, yep. Yeah, you saw Alistair Clarkson last night. In a restaurant. And, um, and now I don't know whether or not he meant to do this, but he actually sat um, facing away from the whole of the crowd. So, oh, you no, no doubt that's deliberate. Yeah, well, particularly it, in Melbourne, and I felt bad that he felt that he needed to do that because I've been there, you know, like I, yeah. I've done that and just wanted to have some time to myself and not have people come to me. But I would have, even though I'd been there by myself, um, or you know, if I was out at a cafe somewhere in the middle of the day, I'd have my sunglasses on and a hat and a beanie, a bit like a Hollywood star, even though I was like a D grade celebrity. <laughs> but people would still see me and go, "Aren't you that guy from Downsize Me?" And I go, "Yeah," and they go, well, sh-, "You know, that doesn't look very healthy." And you know what it might have been? It might have been. A, um, a Caesar salad because that was the best thing at the at the shop at the time. Yeah. Um, and I'd have a Caesar salad, and they go, "Oh, should you be having that dressing?" And uh, are there croutons in there. Don't is there, are you eating those croutons? Are going to push them aside? And it, and so I don't know where I was going with that, but I was I was essentially saying that if so you extreme put extreme behaviour, yeah, repression, suppression. So I I would find myself wanting to um, eat really like bad food when I. Whenever I had the opportunity, like I want to go and buy a tub of ice cream so I could eat the tub of ice cream, just to let it out of my system because I wasn't giving myself permission to relax into society, to be actually, you know, to integrate and just to be, still be the leader in food and nutrition, still do that, but to give myself permission to take the, to take the pressure, to take the edge off. And, and you know, we spoke about it last episode where people have so much pressure on themselves and putting pressure and expectation on everybody else. It's actually counterproductive to have that much pressure on yourself and to expect of your guests um, that they should live up to you know a particular expectation. So maybe we should talk about what you do. What do you do when you have people come to your house, MP? Well, I think we because we've relaxed our because we've relaxed the way we eat. Yeah. We now eat meat. We now so we now we now everything that we eat, every everyone else can happily eat. We just don't. We don't have gluten in the house. Uh, but again, it's so easy for people to 
if you know, if people want to, they can always bring their own bread. But we might every now and again, we might make our own bread anyway. Not every now and again, we always make our own bread. It's just different bread to what everyone else would have. But um, no, I think now, like, it's just so much easier to. That's what I find, though, mate. The more the more relaxed our food is, the easier it is to socialize. And I know people would not invite us out to social gatherings or a dinner or whatever. Just because we would have been too hard to cook for. Yeah, we used to get that too. We used to get that. Um, there was a point in time where Amber actually felt that her friends didn't like me because they seriously, yeah, didn't too hard. didn't like me because I was too. I was a long way. You know, they're doctors, specialists, GPs. Um, I'm a chiropractor, naturopath, a wellness guy. I've got a gluten free cereal, live a gluten free lifestyle. We're just doing different stuff, right? And they just couldn't. That, like I'm happy to go and cook for them and you know hang out with them and engage in conversation, but it was too hard for them to yeah. to work out what was supposed to happen with me. But now it's all cool, like it's all good because they realise that I'm a normal person just with a different interests. And I think what you're saying is is that, and you may have said this on the last episode, is as soon as we can be relaxed about our food choices, yeah, and be relaxed about everyone else's food choices, yes, then. Personally, I find it so much easier to talk to my mum about food now. Isn't it great? It's not like a mum, you should be eating forage, bread, mum, eating forage in the morning, mum. Yeah. Like I just say, I don't even, have, I don't have to say, mum, why you're having that tea and toast. I just, I just go into the kitchen and I'll chat to her about life. Yeah. Right about cool stuff rather than about her tea and toast. I just let her have a tea and toast. I'll have a chamomile tea or whatever, and away we go. Isn't it great? Um, but I think it's all, like you say, that, that, that the key to removing the alienation is just to relax. Mm-hmm. But I still, it still comes back to the point, we haven't fully answered it. When you're having, let's use, it, let's use a real example. Let's say you've got Christmas lunch. Yep. This is a real example because we do it with our family. So my family is full on. We've got every single allergy under the sun and then we've got the absolute extreme where people only eat terrible food. Terrible okay, so, food. What do you, so what do you do? So we will make a roast. Yeah. Um, we'll make two or three different salads and we'll put some roast veggies on. Yeah. Um, and generally, there's enough food there for everything to go around. Now, someone might bring a big loaf of bread um, yep. and they'll chop that up, but we'll make three different salads, um, plus we'll have the roast veggies and we'll have a big roast on there, maybe two roasts. Um, we'll do a lamb um, and we'll probably do a turkey. And actually, and recently we've been doing a fish as well, so... You know, we have a big feast. We have like thirty of my family come over, and uh, and and, we and just... all of the allergies, the the healthiest of the healthiest, yep. the allergies of the the biggest allergies, and the biggest junk food eaters in the world, all eat it. Can all can all get in there. All eat it. Yep. And because I don't say this is gluten free, I just go, this is a salad that I made, and then the gluten people go, has it got any gluten? I go, no, no gluten, gluten free. Yeah. And then you know the people who are fructose will come. Can, can I eat that? Is there any fructose? No, no, it's fructose friendly. But I don't go. We've okay, got to do everybody. An episode on fructose malabsorption, don't we? We need to do an episode on you it. Said it. You said it. You said it in a couple of episodes ago, and I was like, yeah, we've got to do a whole episode on it. Yeah, we should. We should. We might even get Sue Shepherd on to talk about that. She's the expert. On that. We can do that. Hey, um, yeah, so. I don't make it a big thing. I don't go, okay, everybody, we've got a gluten-free, fructose-friendly, um, <laughs> nut-free, egg-free, egg free. I, <laughs> I cater to all of their needs without them even knowing. 
Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's a nice way to do it because, there's, you know, there's nothing. And they just go, that was delicious. How did you make it? And so I'll yeah. tell them and they go, oh, really? Is it that easy? And so it becomes, you know, th- that's that leadership by exemplification. Nice, nice, nice. Mm. How are we going for time, Damon? Well, we're well over. We're well over time. Time flies when you're having fun. I know. Oh, Damo. Well, hopefully that steers people in a more um, gracious, relaxed, um, enjoyable uh, direction for Mm. the upcoming Christmas period because, again, Christmas is not about alienation. Christmas is about bringing everyone together, together. collaborating and having fun. So I really hope you've enjoyed this episode, folks. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out or check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 100 not out. That's all words or letters. If you've liked this episode, we'd love a five-star rating. Heaps of cool ratings on iTunes. So thank you to everyone for your feedback. You can also check us out at thewellnesscouch.com. You can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. Quick one, Damo. Yes. Quirky Cooking is coming on to The Wellness Couch. Is she? Don't know if I'll have to replace the number one show, The Wellness Guys, with the number one show. 100 Not Out. 100 Not oh, Out. Maybe quirky. Wow, quirky, quirky Joe. So until Ooh. next week, wow. make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.